0: Hello, and welcome to season three of Rides of Frankenstein. I am Alyssa Auriemma. I am Lindsay Sletzik. And
1: welcome. Happy summer. I know I'm not a summer person. I think no. we've talked about this before, but uh, uh, yeah, like today it's it's cool. So temperature-wise, it's nice, but the humidity is at least 200,000%. So yeah, it's, it's still nasty disgusting.
0: Out no, it's gross. Yeah, we uh, but- like... We should have recorded this on like a uh, uh, yesterday because yesterday it was beautiful. What better way to counteract that than with a nice trip to the beach? Um, And we thought that there was no (laughs) better way to open season three considering the timing because this is going to come out around July 4th with the ultimate July 4th. Weekend movie, the original summer blockbuster, the reason why we have summer blockbusters at all. Yep. We are going to be talking about Steven Spielberg's Jaws. Woo!
1: Hooray! This is such a great, this is such a great movie. And when we when we were putting our, our list together, I think you were the one who suggested it for the summer. And we were like, yes. Mm-hmm because it, like, like you said it is the original summer blockbuster like before Jaws came out summer was basically it, it was basically what what January is now it was a dumping ground for bad movies yeah because it was assumed that everybody was outside um unless you're people like us who or people like me I should say who don't go outside when it's hot because it's <laughs> comfortable. but yeah this was the first movie that actually made a ton of money during the summer that the fact that it was so successful despite the fact that I had a comparatively limited like screen release is pretty I think it's pretty cool but I'm also kind of a nerd by
0: adjusted gross and this is according to I am uh to box office mojo by IMDB and I think Mm -hmm. this is before this is um I think before no it's after endgame and this is in terms of adjusted gross for inflation right it is seventh all time, um, which mm-hmm. is why you were right. saying like, you know, the number of, sc- it did, never played on like, you know, cause now you get, you know, th- you know, like, and like, I think about like Avengers Endgame, yeah. like thousands mm-hmm. of screens all over the yeah. world. Yeah. Um, the yeah. summer season for, for, for movies starts in like late April, early May. Um, right. In, right. Now, you know, right. So mm-hmm. it, because it, and it, and all of it is due to this movie being such yeah. a giant hit. And we were talking giant about this hit. when we were uh, watching the movie because Lindsay and I got to watch the movie together. And it's the first time. Yes. It's the first time since our first ever episode, Suspiria. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suspiria, that we've been able to watch a movie together. We we were able to get together last summer when the pandemic was at a little bit of a lull. So we were able to get together. Right. And um, but then,
1: then we didn't see each other again until... Last weekend,
0: <laughs> yeah. And so we got to get together, uh, fully vaccinated. We got to get together and 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 mm-hmm. watch mm-hmm. and watch this movie, and it was just really, it was really lovely. And um, yeah. you know, I was I was mentioning to Lindsay while we were watching it, although I understand why this movie is terrifying and probably would be terrifying to many people, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. particularly find it scary. I find it to be more of a like an
1: adventure. It, you know, I, I was going to say it feels like more of an action film, but I don't know if that's quite right, because like when I think of action films, I think of like when we talked about aliens 80s uh, kind of shoot em up, like Yeah, or like, any. so I don't, but I think I think adventure. I think adventure is a good, a good descriptor. It's kind of like a like an adventure slash thriller.
0: Yeah, it, I would call it more of a, like a thriller. Yeah. Uh, like a, with a mystery element to it because they're still trying, they're like, they're 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 trying to figure out, I mean, they, yeah. everybody's kind of knows that it's a shark, but like they're trying to figure out what yeah.
1: kind and what you know, shark is doing it. You know, what's fun, you know, what's funny about it is it almost has kind of like a crime thriller vibe
0: kind of. to it a little bit. It kind of feels like a Law and Order episode.
1: Except the murderer is- a shark. A giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would and love and that. we mystery early on. I
0: love that. I love that. Yeah. Um yeah. also uh just to uh just so we get it out of the way, obviously directed by Steven Spielberg, it was his uh-huh. first like big 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 movie. Obviously he's gone yeah. on to do, you know, so many Yeah, you might think You might have have heard of him. Uh, And it was co-written by Peter Benchley and Carl Gottlieb. Peter Benchley is the Mm -hmm. writer of the book that this was based on. um, Correct. Which he also based it on um, a few different sources, most notably um, one of the cases that gets gets brought up in Jaws as uh, Mm -hmm. the the Jersey Shore Shark Tax of 1916. That resulted Mm -hmm. in five uh, kids getting attacked, I think one or two got killed, um, by a great white, um, off the coast of the Jersey shore. And, Mm -hmm. um, and it was, it is mentioned in the movie. And so it is based on that and, um, other, um, a few other stories that, uh, Benchley had heard about, um, about sharks, you know, attacking Mm -hmm. people, um, because, you know, this isn't, And I think the reason why people relate to this movie, this movie was put at the top of the 100 Scariest Movie Moments of All Time on Bravo, which we both were kind of like, really? But the reasons (laughs) that they gave, that Mm -hmm. some of the directors and stuff gave in Mm -hmm. the commentary was, it's not like a shark has never eaten anybody. It's not like this is something that would never happen.
1: It would, it could happen to you. While while it is sort of like a an over exaggerated version, yeah, of, of reality, it is something that could conceivably happen. Yeah, and specifically they were talking about the opening, or, or or I guess I guess I should say it feels like something that could conceivably happen because the like when you look at the events of the movie, like the way sharks actually behave, I watched a lot of shark. Uh, documentaries this week because i just got i got deep into it but the way sharks actually behave is in real life is obviously not in line with the portrayal of the shark in the movie and in fact peter eventually has even gone on to say once he learned more about sharks and their behavior um he said he if he could go back he wouldn't have written the book the way that he did because he learned so much about sharks after mm. and yeah i think that's kind of interesting he's like yeah i probably wouldn't have done
0: it it's interesting you say that too because then you go into the sequels and i haven't seen a lot of the sequels but like the sequels really posit that the shark is like a serial killer like
1: it can just go the shark, yeah the shark yeah the shark is from hell the shark <laughs> is. A, I, I mean
0: i remember jaws 3d being like the shark is in the park like the shark got into a pool in a
1: park like i don't uh, yeah like <laughs> yeah yeah, like it's almost like the shark has magical powers yeah but you're right too um the further into the franchise you get the more like sensationalized it becomes to so the point where it's almost like parody um oh it,
0: it totally turns into parody and i mean now yeah, the yeah exactly, shark movies exactly that we get are like the meg which is like what if the shark was a giant huge like yeah. crazy big shark yeah. and jason statham is there like it's never really like realistic and grounded in anything which is what this movie yeah. is.
1: um and, then, yeah, like, and what if it was a dinosaur
0: difference. like
1: yeah exactly and that's the difference between movies like that and the original jaws because i think those movies kind of they know they know what they're about like when you watch the meg the meg knows exactly what kind of movie it is
0: you don't and- ask jason statham without knowing exactly what movie you're doing
1: And I mean, to that end, like, it's a fun movie to watch, but like, at no point are you like, I wonder if if any of that is true. I wonder Um, if that could happen. I mean, for for all the fact that it's based on a lot of um, misconceptions that have since been proven wrong, Jaws does feel grounded in reality in a way that like the other movies that we just mentioned don't. Even the stuff that like even the could. stuff that gets yeah.
0: dis, that got disproven,
1: you watch yeah. this movie and it's all like very thoroughly,
0: like you understand where they were getting that information. It's like with Jurassic Park where they were talking about the yeah. Velociraptors, and even though now mm. we know that the Velociraptor is more like a like a big turkey, like, <laughs> you can't.
1: No, really, and I don't like it.
0: I know I don't like it either because when I think Velociraptor, <laughs> because it's such a badass name, I think of the the. Um, Dinonychus in Jurassic Park, which is the what the, yeah. those are, but no, it's mm-hmm. actually just like a big bird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the fantasy is more fun, and that's what this movie. That's what this movie kind of delivers on. It is definitely like the fantastical version, but it feels grounded enough that it's easy to like. It's easier to suspend your your disbelief and say, yep. all, right, "All right, yeah, a yep. shark." sure i'm in i love it it's such yeah. a good
0: movie it's so much fun it's, it's a great so movie yeah. it's hilarious
1: too and that's you know when we, when we mentioned the screenwriters um peter bench benchley and um carl gottlieb carl gottlieb was actually brought in by spielberg um to kind of finalize the script and add some levity to it um add some humor because the the book the book is very dour well yeah and the characters in the book are very miserable um and I think having that, having that kind of that that kind of dark humor, yeah, in the movie, I it like. I think you need it to balance everything else out because it is a pretty gruesome movie. Like it's not, oh, yeah. it's not graphic. Um, there's a lot of blood in this movie. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of
0: blood. Like it's blood just like
1: bubbling the, out of the water. Blood. Like love like <laughs> yeah. flooding
0: it's all there's
1: a yeah. lot of blood yeah yeah so you know sometimes
0: you need to cut that with jokes exactly um yeah. so let's get into this summary because there's so i mean oh let's this movie's very straightforward but a lot happens
1: we open on the small and ominously named coastal town of amity uh where a young woman named chrissy is attacked and eaten by a shark while her date sleeps through her screams on the beach Amity means friendship. <laughs> Amity means murder in haunted houses. Everybody who's watched a scary movie knows this. I know. I know. But I just love what the mayor says.
0: <laughs> Amity means friendship. Um, oh
1: yeah, this fucking guy we're gonna talk about so him. Don't you worry. This
0: was the scene that got voted like the hundred like the top scariest movie moment. Um, yeah and we do have to mention right at the top that one of the main kind of famous things about this movie's production and we'll go into a little bit more into like production in general but like the whole idea mm-hmm. the whole like one of the reasons why Jaws actually works very well is one of the reasons why everyone thought it was going to be a disaster which was that they had this giant shark that they built yep and it mm-hmm. didn't work <laughs> so they couldn't well shoot I- it as much as they wanted to. It was just it, like, it was yeah. mechanically not like doing what it wanted that they wanted it to do. And we'll, yeah. you know, there's reasons for that.
1: Um, yeah, to, the, to that end too, um, part of the reason that the shark didn't work the way they expected it to was because they built it and they tested it in um, in a tank before filming and it, like, it, it worked perfectly. The difference is that they were testing in a fresh water tank. And then they brought it up and they the, all the water scenes in this, in this movie were filmed like on the ocean. So they didn't test the shark puppet in salt water <laughs> before they it. dropped it the ocean. And as soon as they brought it into the ocean, the thing went fucking haywire. Yeah, the um, thing broke
0: essentially. It, it, like it
1: broke, it didn't work right. Like it was unpredictable, like with the way it moved. Like sometimes it would like clamp down and then they couldn't get the jaws back open. Yeah, because like, salt I, corrodes like mechanics. <laughs> like Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like we, we're calling it a puppet. This is a mechanical shark. Yeah. And and I'm I'm not sure if like maybe they tested it in the tank and then the decision was made to film it in to film in the ocean, or if nobody thought of it. I don't know. I don't know. But,
0: yeah. Don't and know. and so what you get. Because it didn't work, mm-hmm, because they made mm-hmm. all these mistakes prior to, to filming, yep. is that you get these, these close-up shots of like legs and oh, and the beginning yeah. of this movie where like there's something moving through the water and obviously the scores. Yeah. So you get like famous. the
1: perspective shot. Of- yeah, the
0: point of view, the jaws mm-hmm. POV shots. Um <laughs> and this is like obviously one of the most famous scenes in the movie because you've got this right. girl who's like, Mm -hmm. you know, making eyes at this dude across a beach party where everyone's getting high and drinking and and then she runs towards the water and she's like, I'm going swimming. And she's like, taking her top off, she's swimming. And it's like, okay, this guy's wasted because he's like stumbling, he keeps falling down. He's like trying to take his shoes off. He ends up collapsing and passing out on the beach. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, dude, if you just walked out into that water, well, I mean, like putting the side, the whole, like getting eaten by a shark thing. Um, yeah, you are guaranteed at least like a, a second base makeout.
1: like take your <laughs> shoes off. Like, what are you doing? Oh, no, no. Instead he, instead he like sits down in the sand and then goes to sleep.
0: And I love the, the smash cut, the way that they film Chrissy's death is like horrifying because she's getting clearly like chomped like as she's getting dragged through the water and yeah. it parodied since but it still works really really well and it's I very effective shot. and I did read somewhere that like it was pinching her leg like the the contraption that they had her in that was dragging her around like it was like yeah it was like hurting her so that's why she's like screaming because like it she's in actual pain there's that great shot where she's like you know going please no and it goes in the water dead silence and then it cuts back to the dude just passed out on the beach and it's just like
1: like it's fucking great guy.
0: it's great and it just is such a great opening because it's a like so ominous and terrifying but also like yeah. the the way that it's shot i think it's i it's definitely day for night because it's way too bright out to be yeah. actually at night but like it's beautiful and then it just turns oh yeah awful like it's 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 shot beautifully it's like it's like from here Mm -hmm. to eternity it's like ah we're gonna go swimming and we're gonna make out in the waves and then she gets eaten by a shark
1: And, and going back to what you said before too about how Jaws is a relatively straightforward film in terms of the plot like I think this scene sets it up perfectly because you know exactly what you're what you're getting into with this movie, like, let, let us be very clear. This is a movie about a killer shark and now we're gonna show you a scene of a shark killing someone.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Going back to what you said about it being like Law & Order, Law & Order shows, yeah. Law & Order episodes, Criminal Minds, all that always start <laughs> with either the person dying or the body being discovered. It's yeah, like, that's exactly. always what it is. This sets up, I mean, they were there were shows like that prior to Jaws, but like it, it it, it it plays like a crime procedural. It's a procedural, and, yeah. And the murderer is a shark. And the murderer is the shark. All right.
1: Um, <laughs> all right. Chrissy's remains are found the next day by Martin Brody, chief of police. Uh, Brody and his family have recently moved into town from New York City um, because his wife's from Amity originally. Or she spent the summers there while she was growing up or something. Either way. She's from there. I think yeah. she is. Yeah, I think in the book, in the book, she was like one of the summer people. Um, but I think in the movie, like she, like she was just from the town. Like she lived there year round.
0: Yeah, because the way she talks about it is, it feels like she's from there. Like, and the whole yeah. thing is him yeah. trying to get used to it, and her being like, mm-hmm. "Well, you have to just kind of like take your time, and, and and you'll get used to it." And, but he's like, yeah, a city, exactly. he's a city guy, and this is like clearly a Martha's Vineyard esque beach town and if yeah. you're not used to it. It's, you know, mm-hmm. and we go to the beach every summer. We've got our like, yeah. beach to go to, and yeah. it's, 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 we, you have your kind of specific types of beaches that you go to. So mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with that type of a beach, when you go, it's like me, I go to the Jersey shore every summer. Um, it's like the first time I went to Cape Cod instead of going to the Jersey shore, very different yeah. vibe. And I remember mm-hmm. being like, I don't know if I like this because it's just, it, it's so different. But I'm sure people yeah. who go to Cape Cod go for that kind of vibe and they don't want to go to the Jersey Shore. So I'm sure that yeah. he's like trying to figure it out. And he has the
1: cutest son. Oh, the cutest. Oh son yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, these two kids. Two cute little kids, a nice wife. They moved from New York to, um, I think to like, to, to just get away from the city. Either way, he gets the call when Chrissy goes missing, which means he's the one who stumbles on what's left of her while his deputy pukes into the dunes. And I mean, like, I know I I probably wouldn't handle it any better, but like, buddy, come on, pull your shit together. I do
0: love that the guy that was hooking, that was going (laughs) to hook up with Chrissy is the one that like called it in and was like, I can't find, like, I don't know where she is and I
1: okay you're making it you're making it sound like he was way more concerned though because he was like "Oh, but well, when- I called you so I can go now right like no but yeah you know. I know
0: but at least he, he made the effort <laughs> so at least you know he could have just been like I don't know I don't even know her name I mean he knows her he knows this she knows he knows her name but <laughs> like he could have been just like oh that girl that I made out with or like I was gonna make out with Dude. I don't know what happened. to him. I don't know what happened. So not my problem. Yeah. I do. I do like that. He, he, he made a little, he at least calls it in. Yeah. I guess the shot so. of like the hands and like the crabs, like crawling over the hands is so yeah.
1: gross. <clears throat> and the way that the way, so the way they did that shot too, like they had a fake arm that they were going to bury in the sand. Yeah. And have it, uh, have it showing, but like, I guess, I guess the arm looked so bad and like they tried to dress it up with like fake blood or whatever. And it, it like it looked so dumb and so fake that they actually had I don't think it was the actress at this point. I think it was one of the, the female crew members, but I could be mistaken. But they they basically like buried her in sand. Stop. And had her arm sticking up. I don't think I don't think like her head was covered because like the way it's shot, you only see the arm sticking out. So I think they angled it in such a way where like her head just wouldn't be in the shot, but like the rest of her was.
0: But still, Very then they cool. go
1: and dump crabs all over. Oh God.
0: That's <laughs> I know.
1: But like you said, but like like you said, it's a great shot.
0: It's a great shot, but that's <laughs> gross. <laughs> um yeah. I also Roy Scheider, amazing. Uh, so good. Brody is like so good because he's just trying to do his damn job. He's just yeah trying to. Get used to the, the climate, get used to everybody mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And I love that everybody is like coming to him with their own like <laughs> petty crap, like, as, yes. like, along with this happening. Like, well, I've got a guy that like won't stop going over on my side of the fence. Like, it's all this, little yeah, there, yeah, all the,
1: all the stupid, all the stupid small town bullshit while he's trying to handle the, the, the big stuff. I think it's also pretty clear, too, like, at the start of the movie he and his family haven't been in town that long. So feel like he's still trying to like find his place like in the town and among the people and just trying to figure out how to like, how to maneuver in. And I'm sure that they're all like, oh, city boy. Oh, like. Oh, yeah, exactly.
0: Like, yeah. City
1: boy. Even taking like the city boy thing out of equation. Like if you've ever been a person who's moved into a small town <laughs> community, like yeah. it doesn't matter where you're, from, you're the outsider. Yep. Um, So I'm sure there's a lot of that going on as well which is going to play into like some of the tensions that come up later in the movie too. Yes. So the coroner confirms that the cause of death was likely a shark attack which fucking duh um, which prompts Brody to close the beaches because he's a reasonable person. Mayor Larry Vaughn however is not and he pressures Brody to open the beaches back up, citing the summer tourism industry as the thing that keeps the town afloat for the rest of the year. Yes, that's a water pun, and yes, you're welcome. Brody folds like a cheap card table, and the beaches open up just long enough for a little boy named Alex to be chomped to death on his raft in front of a crowded beach full of onlookers. Whoops. So
0: Mayor Vaughn is a Trump in an anchor monogrammed suit.
1: He Very much, very much so.
0: I mean, last summer we had all of these memes for
1: doing that. Yeah, it was, it was memes of the mayor from Jaws saying it's a beautiful day. The beaches are open beaches well, like are- dying <laughs> We're the beautiful day, the beaches are open. And it's just like, ah, like, so I was watching this
0: now. And I mean, we're, now we're at a point where we're like, if you got, if you, you know, people are getting vaccinated, like we're, we're kind of, you know, on our way out. Um, you know, hopefully, yeah. ho- hopefully, and you know, there's kind of a more of a return to kind of regular activity. Um, so it right, wasn't right. as horrific to watch this now. It was more just like, man, remember last summer when this was literally our lives. <laughs> like-
1: it definitely, it definitely watching it now in the wake of all the bullshit of the last couple of years, it it's, it's funny. Cause that scene does hit differently. Yeah. And it's like that more than anything else is kind of what gave me like kind of an ominous feeling. Yeah. And I love us. that
0: the, the, they had this big like um, event, like they had this big, like, uh, mm-hmm. it reminded me very much of like, uh, it reminded me really of like the Pawnee uh, in Parks and Rec, like the, those like town uh, meetings where like people could just come and like air their grievances yeah um, like those like town hearings or whatever they're called and forums forum like a public forum yeah it, so it reminded me a lot of that they're all in like folding chairs and that one woman's like are you saying that you want us to close the beaches and and Chief yeah. Brody's like yeah and then there's all this like hop 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 hop, hop. oh how dare you <laughs> this big city boy and Mayor Vaughn's like uh, you know you can't like you can't do this. Like you absolutely can't. Yeah. Like it's, it's just yeah. not happening. And this is actually the the meeting. This is like the room where you first meet Quint Um, because everyone's like talking and all of a sudden this, like this Captain Ahab looking dude just stands up and he's like, I'll go, I'll go kill it." And everyone's looking at him like, what? Like he monologues oh, out the room. The shark. He monologues and he just walks out the room while monologuing and everyone's <laughs> what it's like the funniest
1: thing i yeah,
0: love it's, quinn's entrance to this movie so much because it's just like oh that's the no, weirdo who lives on the boat there's,
1: and there's no there's no context for it either he no. just like gets up and starts monologuing about sharks and then says i'll kill it for ten thousand dollars and people are like get the fuck out
0: and then everyone's like so that last sentence never happened like it's yeah, really, yeah. very much that energy. And I just love that because every town, every like beach town or like um, small town like this has one of these dudes that like lives in the wood or like if, if if not living on, the, like he lives on a boat, but like my, living in the woods with nothing but their guns. And they're like-, my, like my, the, the my, my,
1: hometown, my hometown 100% has a guy that just like lives in the woods and everybody knows who he is. And like when I worked in the grocery store, he used to come in on Saturday nights and our manager would like meet him at the door and like escort him around the store and then check him out at the, uh, at the customer service desk instead of having him come through the registers because she was like, you don't need to deal with him, I will deal with him.
0: Yeah. And so you have this scene where like everybody
1: is like in the water. Everyone's like, he was just filming this at the beach. Like he paid like the, like these were just residents from the uh, Martha's Vineyard where they filmed. Like these were just people who were already at the beach and he basically, they were paid, I think 60 bucks. Love it. To like run to the water and then to to run out screaming.
0: I also love the way that this scene's set up because there's several different people that you think, oh, that person's going to get eaten by the shark.
1: And yeah. It, it, including a dog too like they, oh so yeah but, but no they do a good job of uh, setting up a bunch of red herrings yeah uh, another fish pun thank you oh my oh my god <laughs> um but yeah they they have several different uh people slash dogs like centered at the beginning of the scene so it, like any one of them could be could be sharked next you know what yeah. i mean um, there's
0: those two there's just two making out there. Yeah. Um, and I love that it's not like, it was shot, I think it was shot on Martha's Vineyard. And <laughs> it was, and with Martha's Vineyard, some of the beaches there are like big, like wave beaches. Then there's other ones that are like the Cape where it's like more like a bay. And so I love yeah. that there's no like crashing waves on this beach. It's just like, kind of like a pond. <laughs>
1: Very calm, yeah, yeah, exactly. All the better, all the better to see uh, killer sharks. Right? I love it.
0: Um, yeah, and you get this unbelievable one of the most famous shots in the movie. Um, yeah, that once the um, Alex is getting chomped, and again, you don't see the shark really at all. You just see him mm-hmm. get like kind of thrown off of his raft, and then this like yep. spray of water and blood, which is like yeah. so gross.
1: And, and he- you see and you see like a like a flash of um, like gray. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like you see the shark, like kind of flop out of the water. Um. But but like not not it's it's not clear. You can't tell what it actually is. Yeah. Um,
0: There's this great shot, and and everyone remembers like the music, the da 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 da. But I love yeah, this yeah. like Bernard Herman like violin screech that happens with this yes. with this um dolly zoom on. Brody, he just like, he immediately just, and the way that, yes. the way that Rich Schneider plays it is he's so good at getting just ramrod straight. Like not even like, yeah. not terrified, just more like, like I'm alert, I'm awake. Like it's just boom, like yeah up.
1: And so he, he kind of sits yeah, up in the chair. I think that's a, yeah, so, so um, that you know, definitely I would say probably the most famous shot in the movie. Yeah, one um, of them. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I mean, the, the way you achieve that effect, um, like, like you said, it's called a dolly zoom, um, which was invented by a cameraman named Ernan Robert, I think is how you pronounce his name, uh, who was working on Alfred Hitchcock's uh, Vertigo. Yep. And you get that effect by pushing the camera forward on, on the dolly, on like the track that it's attached to while simultaneously zooming out. And it creates this very like dizzying kind of disorienting effect. I mean, anybody who's anybody who's seen the movie knows exactly the effect that I'm that I'm describing.
0: Yeah, Um, it's and it's it's so good that with the the music that like that like you it's just this screeching violin, which makes so that actually makes perfect sense that they did that kind of a cue on a Hitchcock. Yeah, like um shot because yeah. it's such a it's, it's true no it's true shot I mean mm-hmm. obviously um yeah and yeah. I love that you don't see anything really of of um Alex but you do the the it, it's this movie doesn't doesn't go into Shakespeare into, Spiel, into, into Spielberg schlock very much but it does go like a little bit into like I have to like just rip your heart out like a little bit because there's that shot of the mom like looking for Alex and then the torn up raft like washing Mm -hmm. up and it's just like oh like you don't you don't see anything it's just like like oh god there's not
1: even yeah there's not even a lot of uh like blood on the raft like you would explain Blood-soaked or anything like that. Like there might be like traces of it, but like it is just a torn up. It's ripped.
0: Yeah. Wrapped. So like that washes was. up
1: on the shore. Oh, and yeah, like you said, it does rip your heart out.
0: It's so. Oh, it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. It's.
1: It's really good though. <laughs> it's really good. It's so good. The yeah. whole scene is just it's, like, perfect. I it really, it really is. I honestly think it might be my favorite scene in in the whole movie it's perfectly shot. It's so good. All right. The attack causes a shark hunting frenzy when a bounty is placed on the shark. Um, because like uh, suddenly everyone is a master shark hunter or something. The one legitimate shark hunter in town, Quint, the one we mentioned earlier, your standard grizzled sea captain type offers to capture and kill the shark for 10,000 to which the mayor says pass. Matt Hooper, an oceanographer from Boston, I think also arrives in town to offer his, his own shark expertise. Uh, he examines Chrissy's remains and confirms that yes, she was indeed attacked by sharks. Thank God you're here, Matt. So this is where we get Richard Dreyfus, and we
0: love um, Richard Dreyfus. He's so great in this movie because he just <laughs> brings this this short guy energy to be so to true. <laughs> the, so so we've talked about last podcast on the left, mm-hmm. and Henry Zabrowski does a really good impression of Richard Dreyfus, and we it, it really does match very well with that kind of same energy, energy. <laughs> because because brody is so like okay like we have to you know i don't i'm, I'm kind of like you know just listening and kind of gathering information and i'm just kind of like uh, i'm not sure yeah. and a, yeah. a hooper comes in and he's like listen this is what's going on this is the kind of shark that you are that you're dealing with you do not understand this is really really bad like he yeah. just he just comes in it's just like a lightning bolt and it's so
1: it's- good He's got this. He's got this really kind of frenetic energy that plays off really, really well against um, Roy Schneider's uh, performance as yeah. Bro. The two of them, they're kind of like yin and yang. Yeah. In a sense, um, it just it creates this really awesome like energy between the two of them. Like watching them play off each other is a lot of fun, and I think it's one of the things that I'm not going to say it lightens the movie up, but it it provides a nice like entertainment factor that isn't just sharks chomping down on people yeah Um, very good banter um it's also it's interesting too like with this character um richard dreyfus hadn't read the book when he accepted the role and spielberg told him not to because his vision of the character was um was like drastically different to the one who appeared in the book right um and and hooper ended up basically being rewritten in a way that suited richard dreyfus as an actor um as well as being closer to the way Spielberg had envisioned the character to be, because in the in the book he's kind of a prick, yeah. and he's very unpleasant. And, I mean, we we'll, we'll, we can we'll talk about the book a little bit later, but like it's one of the big differences between the book and the movies that all the characters are pretty unpleasant. So one of but my favorite movie. one of
0: my favorite this is actually this is actually probably my favorite line in the whole one of my favorite lines in the whole movie yes. when you meet because it just it just encapsulates like Hooper's like personality really really yeah. well he like gets on the he gets you know he gets to the the dock and he and he has all these uh-huh. guys that are going out to try and catch the shark and he's yeah. like and they're all like making fun of him because you know he's new he's like the new new guy and they well, don't know, know him
1: well he basically he basically shows up and before he even introduces himself Brody is like tell those guys to get out of the boat and he's like okay I'll go tell the guys I'll, to get out yeah of I'll the- tell them to get out of the boat and they're just like ha yeah. ha ha
0: you know, we're not getting out of the boat. And then he goes, all right, well, can you tell me like a good hotel or like anywhere that I can get something to eat? And the guys are like, yeah, turn around and just walk in a straight line. And they're like, ha ha. Go- and so Bro Bruce watched him go and he goes, Haha, ha 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 ha. They're all gonna die. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> and it just yeah, it's, gets, it's just, it's <laughs> just such a good intro to just his sense of humor and, and his kind of just, I am here to Jerry. do my job. And I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to tolerate any BS. Like
1: very similar to Quint's introduction earlier in the movie. Like this is a perfect encapsulation of who this character is just like those first, those first few lines. And like, that tells you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he says like, you know, this is a, this is a shark.
0: This is a big shark it's got a jaw that's like that's you know this big and this is how probably Mm -hmm. big its teeth are and this is a really this is really bad like this is really really (laughs) bad and it was you know and it wasn't like they didn't know that it was bad but this is when you have somebody who's a professional who knows this stuff like coming in Mm -hmm. and going like this is exactly what you're dealing with and this is really really bad and Nobody wants to listen to the guy that knows what he's doing,
1: (laughs) like. Well, no, why would we, why would we listen to the expert that we called in? That would be crazy. Yeah, that would be just stupid. Yeah, why would we do that?
0: That's so stupid. A
1: tiger shark is caught by some local fishermen, and though everyone is quick to proclaim their shark problems are over, Matt doesn't believe that the jaw radius is big enough to cause the bite marks left on Chrissy. He suggests cutting open the shark's stomach to confirm that this is, in fact, the right shark because sharks are slow to digest their food. So basically, if they cut open the stomach and a little kid falls out, now we know. I just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I get his logic, but I also get that the mayor is like, I'm not going to have like a 10-year-old like dead boy like <laughs> fall out onto the dock. In this is of the one. This
1: is the one point in the movie where the mayor's instincts are... Correct. Yeah, because um, Looper's
0: like, let's get, let's cut him open right now. And they're all like,
1: yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And it's a good thing they don't because Alex's mother shows up oh. pretty much at that moment to slap Brody across the face for for allowing the beaches to stay open, even though he knew someone had already been killed by the shark.
0: She shows up in full funeral garb. I love well, it. Yeah, scene. with like a veil. Like this is the like when veil- you talk- killed me i'm sorry when you talk
1: about Sally. spielberg schlock like this is spielberg schlock and all it's him the veil
0: raise it off <laughs> and goes like you chief brody slap it's just slap. it's
1: so oh melodramatic. It's funny, like, that, that actress apparently like couldn't do a fake slap or didn't know how to like sell it in a way to make it look real on camera so she actually just slapped him in the face like 50 in a row love like roy uh, roy schneider said it was the most painful scene he filmed in his entire career because she
0: just kept slapping him in the face i love that just get a yeah. big
1: handprint
0: that's great yeah and i love yeah. it yeah and like you have this this whole like th- and you know when she when she leaves hooper says like you know mm-hmm. um you know it's that's not you know that, you know don't worry about it you know you couldn't have known or whatever and and Brody is like but I did that's the thing but you also yeah. feel bad for Brody because he wanted to close the
1: beaches but the mayor was like yeah, I mean no he got, and it's just like got oh. strong-armed into it by basically the rest of the town yeah um,
0: he had no choice like he had like he's got no he's that he has no legislative power
1: like he, yeah. he doesn't and they talk they talk about this in the book a little bit too but his position is essentially like an elected position yeah. too. Um, and they don't really go into it in the movie, but if he had like stuck to his guns and like closed the, closed the beaches, like they could have voted him out. Um, and like, in fact, like the mayor and the selectmen could have like ousted him like right away. Yeah, too. like It's not even a matter of like waiting for the next election and then he's out of a job. It's like, they could remove him If they thought they had sufficient cause. Mm. I don't think, I don't think he should be blamed for it, but I also understand like why he would blame himself. And I understand why Alex's mother would blame him too, because like the optics of it very much are, you could have closed the beaches and you didn't.
0: Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's complicated but also like not complicated
1: at all and it's yeah. just all right still not convinced that this shark is the culprit Hooper and Brody sneak back into the docks later that night to cut open the shark and examine it for themselves they pull a lot of debris and white slime out of that thing but no Alex wrong shark they decide <laughs> but they do find they do find <laughs> a license plate They find a lot of, they find a lot of bullshit inside the shark. I love
0: it because it just shows that like sharks are scavengers. Like they'll eat, they'll just like a a lot of them are just like bottomless stomachs. Those eat whatever. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and, and tiger sharks, one of the things I learned in my shark documentary extravaganza is that tiger sharks are literally like, like the garbage dumps of the ocean. Like they'll eat whatever they'll eat whatever. And it doesn't matter. Um, and in fact, like the, I don't, I didn't put this in our notes, but the the shark that they have on the docks that they cut open later, like that was a real shark oh. that was off the coast of, I think, Florida and then shipped up to Martha's Vineyard. So it was getting, by the time they got it on set and started to film, like it was getting pretty ripe. Oh, <laughs> like it was, it was, not a good situation especially like for the people who had to like pop like film like right up close to it Ugh. like I think there's one guy who like in the shark's mouth but like it was definitely starting to decompose by that point um I don't know. how gross do you want me to get <laughs> because I read some gross things
0: I mean I do love Hooper uh, not Hooper um <laughs> Brody's face when Hooper is like digging into and pulling out all that stuff and you don't see any of like the the cavity that he's like pulling things out, but you just see like the stuff getting like thrown out, and and Brody's like behind him with a flashlight, just like, Ugh! gagging, like, just horrified, yeah. And yeah. gagging. It's great. Yeah. You don't, really, you don't yeah. see a lot in this movie. You see people's reactions to things, and it's just it fills and, it in the blanks
1: really well. And I think that's something that's something we've talked about um, with other movies too. Is sometimes seeing people's reactions is more effective than seeing the thing itself. And I think this is one of those movies where that's 100% the case. Yes, agreed. Yeah. So they decide to take a boat out into the open water to see if they can get a glimpse of their their actual monster shark. Um, Instead, they come across the abandoned boat of Ben Gardner, a local fisherman. and I guess Gardner had been out like shark hunting for himself. He was one of the guys in town who was like, oh, I'm going to get the shark and save the day. Like, whatever. yeah. Hooper throws on some scuba gear and dives under the boat to see what he can see. And what he sees is a big ass shark's tooth uh, lodged into a hole in the side of the boat that he drops in a panic when Ben Gardner's corpse suddenly floats up to greet him uh, from that hole that's been chomped into the side. And it's like, it's like head. It's
0: like, he like sees the tooth and then all of a sudden this head just kind of goes,
1: hello? And it's just like, yeah. Whoa!
0: it's only a real jump scare. It's, but it's yeah. not even a jump scare. It's more just like a, Whoa! like it, it's,
1: um, <clears throat> it's not a jump. It's more just like a startle. I think it's the closest thing that this movie gets to a jump scare. And yes. it, like, like people's reactions to it were much bigger. Like when they first had- when they first had like when they first ran the movie through test audiences like people's reactions were much more extreme than anybody was expecting from an audience perspective in 1974 like that was very much a jump scare like, like people reacted with like that same level of uh of like shock all right the next day hooper and brody go back to the mayor to try and convince him that the tiger shark that was caught was actually innocent and what they're actually looking for is a great white and that they need to close the beaches until it's caught in the interest of public safety since hooper dropped the tooth in his shock when the body appeared though they have no proof so basically fuck you Uh,
0: i (laughs) i love this because they're both like this shot's great because they're both like on either on either side of the mayor and they're both like and this is like the first time you see brody like super amped up like he's like He's like, yeah. and Hooper's like, this is a great white. It's gigantic. We have to close the beaches. This is gonna, it's just gonna keep coming back. It's like, this is its feeding ground. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to keep coming back. We have to, yeah. we need to like close the beaches so we can wrangle it. We can see, we can blah, blah, blah. You know, I found this tooth. The tooth is this big, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Mayor Bond just goes, where's the tooth? And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> dude where's the tooth i i dropped it because a guy's head popped out of a hole that was chomped in the side of a boat by the great white that we're talking about yeah but where's the tooth it's infuriating it's god and he's wearing the um another suit with um anchors monogrammed all over it
1: but but it's a different but it's a different Different suit it's a different suit anchor monogram suit different mona anchor monogram suit So, so aside from the fact that he's a terrible mayor and a shitty person, he has two, at least two different suits that are pastel colored with little embroidered anchors all over them. But that's, you know, the one thing that we can say about him that
0: gives him a leg up over Trump. He has nicer suits. Yeah. So, but I just love that he's like, well, since you don't have the tooth, you, you don't have any real proof. And he's like, well, we have, we have proof in the sense of like the two, the now three horribly mutilated bodies and it's like yeah. yeah but you don't have like an actual tooth you don't have the tooth so yeah that could, uh, uh,
1: yeah that could be anything
0: and this is where we get the scene where he's getting interviewed and he's like the beaches are open it's a beautiful day, it's <laughs> a beautiful
1: day. yeah exactly the is <laughs> open for the 4th of july as planned and i'm sure it'll all be fine in amity amity means friendship and it's just like uh- <laughs> Well, Ugh, Hooper's just
0: attitude, it- and Hooper's attitude is very similar to mm-hmm. what he said to the dudes on the boat. He was just like, "Well, they're all going to be dead, so like, hey.
1: you know, we we just got to do our work." And he, I, well, and he's very much like, you know what? Like, if you're not going to listen to me, then why am I even here? And he kind of makes to makes to leave, and uh, Brody is the one who kind of like convinces him to like stick around. Like, no, we yeah, still have he, work.
0: he says like, what, "What what do you need me for?" Like, yeah, like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like there's no point in me being here, and and I I would agree. Like it's you know what, and I again yeah. not like to make so many comparisons to like our current or our our last summer situation, but it really did remind me of like people that were leaving like the COVID like task force because they were like, if you're not gonna listen to me, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be here. It's, but like,
1: what's the point of this? Yeah, and then there
0: was other people that stayed because they were like, well, if I like maybe I'll be the one to like convince them to like actually do something. And it's, it's a hard situation to be in. Cause I, I get, I get Hooper being like, I don't see the need. I don't like, if you're not going to be, if you're not going to yeah. take me seriously, then why am I here? And I also understand and, Brody being like, well, no, 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 you need, you need to stay.
1: Yeah. And, and from Hooper's perspective too, like it's gotta be frustrating because this wasn't even the first time that his opinion had been dismissed. Yeah. Um, the whole thing about you need well the, the first time
0: I agreed with the mayor I'm like you're not going to cut open the shark and have a the corpse of a small yeah. child go out on yeah, the not,
1: dock yeah, that one's a no brainer that's fine but I mean he was brought in as as a shark expert and then everything he says from the moment he's he comes into town is basically dismissed because it's yep. inconvenient it's and inconvenient. yeah I mean you get to a point where you're like well then what am I still what am I still doing here? Yep. Like I have work I could be doing elsewhere with people who actually want to listen to what I have to say. Exactly. So if you're not going to take me seriously, then I I should probably just go. Yeah. Yeah. Brody, wanted to say I'm taking you seriously. I hear what you're saying, and I want to get. I want to figure out how to how to take care of this 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 shark. Like yeah. he's the. And, Yeah, he's basically like the only voice of reason left at that point. Um, Yeah. But I mean, luckily, like that's enough to get Hooper to kind of change his mind and say, all right, I'll stick it out. I love, I love um, Brody and
0: uh, Hooper's uh, friendship. And if you're asking if we, if you're asking if we went on to (laughs) AO3 and checked to see if there was fan fiction of Brody and Hooper, yes, we did. And yes, there is. There is not as many as we thought, not
1: but there's not But there is more than one. <laughs> yeah, it is, a, it is a not zero number. It is a non-zero uh, number. So that's so that's good. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah they should they should have kissed at the end of the movie, but uh, oh, um, this is
0: a, this might actually be one of my favorite scenes in the.
1: So on the fourth of July, while crowds pack the beaches, security boats patrol like. The, the lookout like just out, just outside the swimming area, uh, keeping watch for anything fishy. Another pun, you're welcome. Oh my gosh. While they're distracted by a couple of kids playing a prank involving a cardboard triangle painted to look like a shark's fin, <laughs> the actual shark makes its way over to a little lagoon nearby where Brody's son and his friends have been playing on the little boat that Brody had gotten him for his birthday. Um, and I think, like, his younger son is, like, playing in the sand next yeah. to the beach.
0: And we've seen them in the boat. There was a scene earlier on where um, they're in the boat. And it's, like, by the dock. And Brody's, like, get out yeah, of the it's, boat. Yeah, it's just tied up. Yeah,
1: it's just and tied up
0: outside the It's tied up outside the, the house at, at, like, a little dock. And Brody's, like, get out of the boat. And the son's like we're not going anywhere we're just hanging out and he's like no get out of the boat and then the mom is like you know oh it's fine and I think she there's like a joke where like he like says something to her about about the situation and the, and then and then she yells at him to get out of the boat
1: no she was she was looking at the shark book that he had had oh and- yeah she's looking at the shark book and she he sees flipped, a shark she like a page. yeah she flipped to okay. a page with Picture of a shark attack victim, and she was like, "Get out of the boat!"
0: Yeah, of above a shark like snapping a boat in half, basically. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, um, really funny. But yeah, so um, the way that it is is that there's like it, it's very it's very you know Cape Cod Martha's Vineyard where there's like a big mm-hmm. swimming area, and then there's like little pockets of water, like in the these little inlets and things. Um, and it's perfect for little kids because they're usually really yeah. not very um not very deep. And you can just kind of go and hang out. And the little kid, the little boy, the, yeah. the, the younger son is like playing. And yeah.
1: I, again, love. yeah, go ahead. I was going to say they even like call it the pond. The pond. Yeah. Like, even though like, you know, it's, it's not fresh water. Like it's connected to, to the, the bigger ocean by like an estuary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like the water is flat and calm and it's probably not, it doesn't look very deep, either so yeah it's considered like a safe place to play that isn't like the beach in the open ocean
0: and so it's it's a it's a stable body of water that doesn't you know continuously get deeper like the you know like the ocean does it's just kind of like in its own little spot so Mm -hmm. um they're all distracted by this kit by these kids playing with like these cardboard fins then you hear this other girl yelling like there's there's something in the estuary the shark is in the estuary
1: (laughs) She yells, she yells it's in the pond
0: it's in the pond you see Brody because he's like oh my god our kids are in that area and she goes running 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 and mm-hmm. I love this because it doesn't get any of the kids it gets yeah. the other um, it gets one of the uh, the boat oh, it gets a boater
1: uh, yeah there's another guy in like a little fishing boat next to where the boys are playing and uh, the shark gets him instead you see, you don't see any of it. I mean,
0: you see a little bit, this is like the one time where you actually get like a little bit of a good view of the shark before yeah. the the big scene later. And I wish that we didn't because the, yeah. the, the full reveal yeah. is so good um, later on. But and you have- Yeah, it
1: would yeah. be better if uh, the, you, you still only got like a vague picture of the shark yeah, in the scene. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's
0: because bit- the shots, Of Brody's son watching this happen are so good. He looks horrified, and he's just and then and then it cuts back to the other son crying Crying. on the beach, and it's just like,
1: oh god, it it breaks your heart.
0: And I said again, I have nephews around this age, and it's upsetting Mm -hmm. when we watch these movies. So this is also the time where he uh, says to. Um, his wife, like, uh, the, the wife's like, what do you want to do? And, and she says like, and he says like, I just want to go home. And, and the wife goes, that's the first time you've said that it's, and you said, you know, New York, like home, like New York. And he goes, no, like home here. here. Yeah. And this is the first time that he's called here home. home. And yeah. so I, I love that little, I, I like that little kind of very quiet underlying yeah. storyline of mm-hmm. him starting to like i just love that he's like starting to accept the town as his home yeah. while a shark is like <laughs> ripping through the population but it's, 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 it's whatever um it's good obviously this is the moment that turns the mayor because yeah now it's personal and uh because he's also kind of in shock and they're like you know you have to we need to get like a professional like we have to like now will you actually. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. So Brody is able to use the attack as leverage to convince the mayor to hire someone to go out and kill the shark and like actually hire an expert, um, which is where Quint comes back in. And the other, the other reason too, that he's able to convince the mayor to put up the money for this shark hunt is because the mayor says like, my kids were on that beach. Ugh. Like, Yeah. Now that, now that it affects you specifically now, now it's relevant. But the good news is that they do hire crazy Quint, good news, I guess, depending on how you look at it, to go out and kill the shark. Price tag be damned. So Brody and Hooper join Quint above. So Brody and Hooper join Quint aboard the Orca, which is Quint's like fishing boat. Uh, the game plan, go into the ocean, harpoon the shark simple once they get out into the open water they start throwing chum out into the ocean and sure enough before long there's a big fucking shark on their tail uh quint manages to harpoon it and attach a floating barrel which is i guess supposed to um prevent the shark from being able to like dive down too deep so it's basically like keeping keeping it within within eyesight and within reach of their crazy harpoon guns um but it doesn't matter because the shark pulls the barrel under the water and they both disappear. And their faces when the barrels when the barrel sinks, they're like, what "The fuck just happened?" Yeah.
0: I <laughs> so this is where you get an actual view of the shark for the first, really for the first time. And there's a in the yeah. the, the, the previous scene you 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 saw it a little, mm-hmm. but this is like the the scene that everybody remembers. And I just love they've also had they've got this runner through the whole movie that Brody is terrified of open water and yes. is just not a fan at all and um is out in the open water and he's with um and you know you know hooper and and Quint are like bitching at each other the whole time and mm-hmm. quinn's like we gotta like he's got these like random things that he's talking about and it makes no sense yeah and
1: um you know and- what's funny about that too like when you talk about how uh Quint and Hooper are kind of like bitching at each other throughout the whole movie and there's a lot of like antagonism there yeah um part of that comes from the fact that those two actors couldn't stand each other while they were filming love it love it yeah um but it like it created a lot of tension on set that ended up leading into their performances in a way that is Really effective for us as audience members, but was probably excruciating to try and work through on set.
0: I love it so much, and so he's <laughs> he's throwing this chum into the water, and he's just like he's just like oh god, like you know, tell him to come down, and he goes, and he's got the line like, all right, come tell him to come down here and chum some of this shit, and yeah. <laughs> you see this huge shark like you know crest to, to like get some of the the chum. And it's this great shot of Brody going, Whoop! and he's got a yeah. cigarette like jangling like, out of his mouth. His- <laughs>
1: and he's just like, yeah. And it's not like a horrified look. He's just like, hm! and it's 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 a combination of like shock and um, like I guess awareness. <laughs> more uh, yeah like, like a shit
0: just got real been sort of yeah exactly yeah like, and he backs um, i just love that he like doesn't even take his eyes off of the water he just slowly backs up into the cabin into the cabin and then he turns he's still got the cigarette just like hanging out of his mouth and he turns to he turns to quit and says you're gonna need a bigger boat <laughs> I Just love it so much.
1: which was an ad-lib by the I, way i i, I can't one of the most famous movie lines of all time and it was an ad lib i can't i I'm can't furious. i'm furious <laughs>
0: i'm furious
1: how dare you
0: it's like all that stuff and this is the same thing like when we were talking about it chapter 1 about like how like a ton of their stuff was improv i'm like yeah. you little bastards are better yes, at improv seriously. than i will ever be in my life and i hate it yeah it's
1: so annoying but yeah Snyder,
0: <laughs> like it's brilliant cuz i and, and also just like I just love the little detail of him not even paying attention to the cigarette. The cigarette's just like dangling out of his mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so, it's so good. So, you know, it's a now, very
1: great, like delivery, too. Like,
0: and this is why it works. the one time that the shark looks um, good. Uh, yeah. It, it, and that's something that we'll get into when we get into like the final like scenes and stuff um, yeah. about the, the one thing. The one thing in this movie that does not hold up, um, and so we will mm. we will get into that uh, as we yeah. go. But yeah. this is I just but love this hard, scene because like, it's just like a holy shit when that when that shark jumps up,
1: and when it comes up and like that, um, when the movie was like first screened for test audiences, um, they had Spielberg had to add like an extra shot between like when the shark pops up and when Brody has that line, uh, we're gonna need a bigger boat because audiences were screaming at the, the appearance of the shark so much that they missed the line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to, like draw out, um, he had to draw out the scene a little bit after the shark first appears to give the audience time to <laughs> settle themselves down. So that they could catch that line because it's such a good line, and everybody should should hear it. And it works um, really
0: well too because it, it, it not only to give the audience like a second, but it also is good because you can tell that Brody's like, "Don't spook it." It's almost like it's almost like yeah. you're in like an area with a bear. Like you just are sort of like, yeah, slowly yeah. moving back. Don't spook it. Uh-huh. And it's it's or like it, the in Jurassic Park, like the 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 the, the and like. All those scenes were like trying to not spook anything. It's just like, gotta move. You can see a lot of the, you can see a lot of what ends up happening in, you know, perfecting a little bit more in Jurassic Park. It's true. It's very true. You can see a lot of that, those moments happening in, in Jaws, which is really cool. And it's a lot of the same, it's a lot of the same tricks
1: that they use. We're Like you have these, like these really good like jump scare moments like juxtaposed with kind of like a non-reaction yeah. from the character the screen. It's um, so good.
0: And what, and, oh, yeah, then, and the kid, and, the, and like reacting to things.
1: If I was gonna say, stalking them. Yeah, this is the time, this is the time to get fucking wasted is like this situation, right?
0: Yeah, right? the best time to, 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 the best time when you yeah. are actively trying to find uh, an animal that is
1: preying on your neighborhood yeah, exactly. You are hunting a killer shark with a taste for human flesh that has a history of chomping big assholes into the sides of boats. But sure, sure, let's do this. Yeah, you know
0: what the p- best reaction is? Is to get turned. Is to get turned. Yeah, absolutely. And, Why not? And compare how bad your war your war wounds are.
1: Yeah, this whole scene is just like, check this out. I got check this out, and it's. <laughs> Yeah, this on? is this is a this is a we're going to get drunk and measure our dicks scene.
0: Oh, if this <laughs> had gone on any longer, they would have pulled. They all would have. They, oh yeah, no, it would, have, it would
1: have. It would have become. It would have gone from like metaphorical dick measuring to actual literal dick, dick
0: measuring. measuring, for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, maybe that would maybe that would boost up that A O three selection a little bit more.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <Ugh>. Only with <laughs> only with Hooper and Brody, I, I can't. No, Quint, no. Ah, ah, ah
1: no yeah I do think I do think the numbers go up if you add Quentin so yeah like they're they're all they're all drunk they're comparing their their war stories literally in Quentin's case um when they are interrupted by the shark who shows up again and rams into the orca smashing into the hull and destroying the power so everything goes dark it's middle of the night they're in the water no power big shark but for some reason the shark like kind of fucks off after that I sure, love like, that. Yeah, like ooh, meh. You know, it is. It's getting late.
0: I, I'm tired. I'm um, tired. I, but they, so when you get this scene where he, you know, where where Quint's talking about how he was on the USS Indianapolis, yeah, um, yeah. and the details he shares are pretty historically accurate. Inac- pretty historically accurate. Um, and but this is this part. like it's not funny. But um, again not to quote last podcast on the left, but Henry Zabrowski <laughs> always mentions this scene like all the time where they're talking about like any Real kind killers. of, anytime a serial killer, like having like a cold, like look on their, like look in their eyes or like dead eyes. We just, uh, He just always goes lifeless, like a die, like, lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. And so anytime <laughs> that, so when we started watching this and he says that
1: we both, we, me and Lindsay are both like
0: lifeless eyes, like a doll's eyes, like,
1: doll's it's eyes. like yeah, a doll's it's- eyes. Yeah. Doll's eyes you know and it's 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 a shame because it's a great it's a great monologue it's a great monologue like to perfection and it was done in one take um love it well mm, that's not quite true robert shaw um who was battling um alcoholism at the time um and that was actually part of the reason for the tensions between him and richard dreyfus on set because like as soon as he would start drinking he would kind of turn to an asshole Um, but he had the idea to actually be drunk while they were filming the scene because the character is supposed to be drunk and everything they shot from the first night was completely unusable.
0: That's such like alcoholic behavior. Like, you know, it'd be great. it would be really great if we actually got hammered and it's like, well, maybe that would be like bad
1: to do the scene. Like, no no <laughs> no no! we're gonna do it it's gonna be authentic except he's the only one who actually did it and of course yeah <laughs> and, and and yeah obviously because everybody else was but yeah he called spielberg the next day like remorseful oh god and said please can we try it again i promise i won't fuck it up this time and they went back they filmed filmed the scene and he nailed that monologue in a single take love it love it yeah um and it's and it's a great it's a great monologue
0: and i just love it because it's like it's like his captain ahab moment where he's like he is he is talking about why he hates sharks essentially um yeah and you know all these men went into the water only 100 came out and the sharks took the rest um, yeah. And they were delivering the bomb to Hiroshima. And I just mm-hmm. love the ending of that scene where ending the monologue where he's like, you know, we had this horrible thing and like, you know, all these people, all these people got eaten and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, anyway, we delivered the bomb and it's just like, the bomb. And, yeah, Hooper, yeah. and Hooper and Brody are just like, and then uh, they all break into farewell, farewell, my dear Spanish ladies. And it's just like, it's just such a good, like, we're all hammered and just like trying to deal. And then all of a sudden the shark ramps inside of the boat. It's great. It's yeah, great.
1: yeah. Then our, then our shark friend shows up, rams into the boat, fucks up the power, and then goes away. And so it takes most of the night, but they do manage to repair the engine uh, by morning. And then like once the engine's going, once they get the power restored, Brody attempts to alert the Coast Guard on the radio, but he's interrupted by Quint smashing the ever-loving shit out of, out of the radio unit because he has to catch the shark on his own one I, uh, I guess i don't know i don't know it's a pretty wackadoodle move to be I, I, honest. I,
0: in a in a movie full of 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 quint being a wackadoodle it is the most oh like overtly dangerous wackadoodle move and, and i'm the, just and like the, what the one
1: you well and it's the one with the least amount of justification because everything else you're like okay he's crazy but like i get it sharp- guy like I get it this 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 makes you kind of like tilt your head and go what this it almost feels like he's like this time it's personal
0: he took my he took a piece of my boat so now I'm gonna get him and it's like but
1: no like yeah and I mean maybe I mean maybe it could be too like if they called the coast guard like they would tow them in and he wouldn't have a chance to get his shark so like maybe that was part of the justification for it but either way yes yes crazy it's 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 so stupid it's so stupid um yeah and obviously the shark chooses this moment to show up again and after a lengthy chase quint manages to harpoon another barrel onto it like i think two barrels this time yeah yeah um the line is like kind of tied to a set of cleats on the back of the boat they're like these big metal like They look like handle things. Listen, I'm not a boat person. I don't know. Like I know the terminology because Wikipedia told me that's what it is. Um, But they have the rope like kind of tied to these cleats. Um, But rather than like pulling the shark back as the boat tries to go forward, the the shark actually begins to drag the boat with it instead. Yeah. Um, Which causes the deck and the engine room to flood. Uh, the, The force causes the the cleats that the rope is tied to to break off the boat as Quint tries to sever the rope and like he goes back into the he goes back into the the bridge to try and drive the boat towards the shore to pull the shark into shallow shallower water but the the force of the the force of it like with the shark pulling against the the ropes and kind of like dragging the boat back like it causes the already damaged engine to completely blow up. Yep. Which could happen, I guess, I don't know. With the orca now sinking, Hooper jumps into a quote-unquote shark-proof cage, which, huh, (laughs) with with the bright idea of taking like a harpoon gun and injecting the shark with strychnine. Uh, The shark says, nah, and (laughs) destroys the cage, though Hooper manages to make a narrow escape. Um, he does, however, drop the big spear, big spear full of strychnine down onto the ocean floor. So womp, womp. I just love this too.
0: Cause then it's like, and then yeah. Hooper's not seen for the majority of the climax of the movie. Yeah.
1: And you're just like, where did you go? <laughs> like,
0: such a yeah. great, like, and like, this, you're gone.
1: Like, yeah. Like you just, you just assume, basically you just assume he gets chomped. I did yeah. until he popped you, up. Yeah. You definitely um, assume he gets actually, chomped. He does, he does get chomped in the book. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a pretty gruesome death scene in the book. So I'm glad, I'm glad we didn't have to watch it because I enjoy this Hooper. I enjoy him very much. I was glad when Book Hooper died, like I was like, that's probably what, that's probably for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Quint, meanwhile, is devoured when the shark manages to like free himself from the mangled remains of the cage and he flops onto the deck in all his fishy glory. I... this, this is the shot that does not hold my friends. It is
0: absolutely, I laughed so <laughs> hard when this came up. Okay, so it's not the eating, it's not the eating part that doesn't hold up because Robert Shaw does sell the shit out of it when um he's in the shark's mouth. He's like getting flopped around. He's like getting, you know, waved around and getting chomped. And that that's-, that's Yeah, and you can
1: definitely- It's fine. I mean, it is a shot where you can definitely see, like, mechanically, the shark is definitely not operating, I think, the way they intended it to. Like, it is a little bit, like, jerky and almost, like, kind of cartoony with the way it, like, kind of, like, chomps its mouth a little bit. It kind of, like, flops, like, back, like, side to side a little bit. But, like you said, Richard Shaw's reaction is what sells it. And you watch it and you go, okay, the shark is a little bit silly looking, but, like, I can buy that. I, I can buy what's happening because of his reaction. But the shot of the shark belly flopping onto the boat. I mean.
0: It bounces, first of all. I mean. it's, it, it does it, bounce. Yeah, it's okay. It's well, big. you can tell it's a, it's fake. I mean, obviously you can tell it's fake. But like the way it, yeah. the way that they, it flops it onto the boat, it's not like an organic, like. You know, like a, a sea lion or something if they when they like flop onto something like there's a bend to it like it, it, it yeah it, it like flops and then the tail like le- it's like it's got a curve to it because it's like got muscle and bone and and all of that this is literally just like a doink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's> so good <laughs> and it's it's very quick it's, but it's just the minute it happened i was just quick, like oh it's, no. It's no 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 I was
1: no like, no I- <laughs>
0: Oh God, it was so bad. And then, and then too, like Robert Shaw does yeah. sell it, but yeah, yeah. The, the way that this shark is gnawing at him, it's just like mam, 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 mam. it's like a Muppet eating. It's so yeah, it funny. is funny. It, it
1: is. It's very. It 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 almost looks like like the like the the, the mechanical teeth, like the Chatterbox teeth. Yep. It like, kind of like
0: opens and closes its mouth, like mam, 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 mam. like literally, it looks like Pac Man. It's it's so funny. It's- <laughs> Yeah, it's really weird. It's so Um, funny. And it's just, it sucks because like the rest of this movie holds (laughs) up so well. And then the second that thing gets, gets, and imagine how bad this would have been if they had found ways to, if they, if the shark had worked and they had been able to use more of it, like it, it it works so much better without seeing all of the shark. Like, Uh, yeah, yeah. And I
1: mean, I'd be curious, I would be curious to see like, how it operated in the tanks when they were testing it out, like like how much how much of that effect is lost because of like the the conditions in the salt water? Yeah. And how much of that effect because it's just a bad puppet.
0: How much of it <laughs> like, was because the mechanics of it got corroded because of the salt. Like Yeah,
1: yeah. I yeah. It would be very I would I would very much like to see how it functioned um, in the freshwater as opposed to salt water as it was intended to Uh, function yeah 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 because i mean honestly like with the way it looked in the scene like especially like we said when it flops up onto the deck like i i can't imagine that would look that much better no it's you know what i mean like like i like the salt water can be blamed for a lot of it but i think at the end of the day maybe just wasn't a very good
0: yeah it probably still would have flopped onto the deck like a like a
1: yeah, yeah. So to that end, it's pr- I mean it's definitely for the best that we didn't really get to see a lot of it in the movie because it is one of those films that works better the less you see. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, but I would be curious to see how it how it functioned. Agreed. It went into the ocean. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Quint's dead. Sharks on the boat. Brody's now the last man standing and he manages to jam a scuba tank into the shark's jaw and he climbs up into the crow's nest where he gives us the iconic line, smile, you son of a, before shooting the tank with Quint's rifle and causing it to explode, taking our shark friend with it. And I just
0: love his face when the shark explodes. He's just like,
1: yes, (laughs) (laughs) I got that stupid bastard. Yeah, like pure elation, it's awesome. It's so good. Uh, Yeah, so shark explodes and hooper chooses this moment to uh like make it back to the surface so hooper's alive and he and brody use the last remaining barrels to paddle their way back to shore
0: and it's just it's it's very much like a
1: well what a day huh and then it just cuts to a beautiful
0: shot of the of the of the dunes and the beach and then it's like yeah and it's just it's just a great like nice and quiet they're just like oh
1: that was that was something paddle 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 i love, I love the line too and brody says i think he says you know i used to hate the water i used to hate the water yeah, yeah. it's just <laughs> yeah, wasn't
0: that funny what a what a crazy day huh and then it's just like
1: yeah, yeah that was it's so good, it's yeah. So and yeah, was just good. yeah so aside from the the aside from the really bad floppy shark shot uh yeah, it's a great movie. A lot of it holds up. It and really honestly, does. We can we can talk about the big dumb shark puppet all we want, but the studio's initial plan was to try and train a real live great white shark. So honestly, <laughs> the bad puppet wasn't the worst decision that they could have made. Either. That is the fun. I, I, I can't. I can't. So that, isn't that the craziest fucking thing you've ever heard? It's because not of- like training
0: an orca. Like you like. Yeah. Like, orcas can You're be trained. Are you
1: it's not like this is free willy. This is about a giant, this is about a great white shark. They're like, oh, we can totally train the shark to do what we want. And like, it turns out you super fucking can't.
0: Uh-uh, no, you don't tell sharks what to do. No,
1: no absolutely no, no. not. That's the shark. Like, you can't, you can't control it. Oof, no. It's, yeah, it's like, I, yeah, that is cuckoo bananas. I read that and I was like, that can't be real.
0: <laughs> oh my God. And I do, And and um, I- and you were saying that because of how much the um, A, the shark and all the issues with the shark and B, mm. the insistence to shoot it on open water, which, you know, it looks great. I thought it was, I thought a lot of those like mm-hmm. underwater yeah. scenes were in tanks, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's in the open water, um, which yeah. makes, which, you know, if they're shooting on Martha's Vineyard, it's not going to be like super, um, you know, rocky water. Like the, you know, we've, we yes. saw, we saw the places where they shot and it's very calm Water, right, um, right. so it's not like but, you know shooting like on like a big stretch in the Atlantic or yeah. anything like that.
1: But when you're dealing with nature, <laughs> nature's unpredictable. Yes. Um, so Very what so. up? What it ended up doing was pushing the shooting schedule from 55 days, which was where what the original plan was and what they were budgeted for, to 159 days of shooting so over a hundred more days over a hundred more days and by the end spielberg was sure that he would never work again because oh, like, yeah. like going 100 schedule like especially in the like back in those days like that was unheard of like yep. you you and spielberg was still like a new fairly new director. He had a couple hits under his belt but like modest hits like yeah not the he like he like he wasn't the name he yeah. is now the movie that kind of like catapulted him into that but that's also why this movie ended up getting released in the summer because they originally wanted to put it out around Christmas time because uh-huh. that was like a blockbuster movie uh month and because they went so far over schedule they hadn't finished filming until like mid-October Oof. and there was no way they were going to get it done in time for a December release. Um, and then they dumped it in July cause they, like everybody kind of assumed it was just going to be a piece of shit.
0: And that's so funny too, because like, I cannot imagine watching this movie in the, in the, in the winter, no. it's such a summer movie,
1: no. Such a summer movie. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show like how, how things have changed and how attitudes like in the industry have changed as well. Like in their approach to how things get released because December is still a big, like blockbuster month. Yeah. The type of blockbusters that are getting released in December are totally different than the stuff that's getting released in the summer now. Like yep. it's just a vibe. Yep. Um, you're still like saving your big ticket, your big ticket items, for those for those months. But yeah, like yeah, you would never get a movie like Jaws now opening in December. Absolutely not. Because it's no, because it's because it's crazy. Because it's crazy. It's a bad choice, and I'm glad that they didn't do it.
0: Yeah. Legitimately. And yeah. it was like one of those, it, 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 like you said, it's, it's, it's one of those movies where everything that could go wrong went wrong. Like the, Absolutely. the, the thing didn't work. The, you know, they wanted to do all this open mm-hmm. water stuff. It was all of this, you know, huge budget, you know, it went over like crazy. It mm-hmm. had, you know, such a, you know, it was just, it was, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. And it, it shouldn't, really it shouldn't well.
1: have come. Yeah. It shouldn't have come together into something a like this good but even just like this cohesive like like the fact that it came together into the movie that we see now and the, the, like the script is so good yeah. and so tight and even like that in the beginning they ran into a lot of issues because peter benchley i think he wrote like three versions yep and i kept coming back and saying like you need to you need to like change you need to make adjustments and after the third one, he said, this is the last version of the story that I have. Um, and it was kind of like passed over to uh, the studio to kind of finish making making tweaks and edits. And that's where Carl uh, Gottlieb was brought in to add some, some levity. Um, yeah. And I love this I note. I mean, so-
0: you-
1: Yeah. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say, oh, I go love ahead. this note that you have about, um, speaking of like things that are in the script that don't end up getting, you know, done. Um, the way that they were originally going to introduce Quint is so weird. Like, it just makes him seem like a sociopath. I mean, he is kind of a sociopath in the movie, too, but, like, the way that him, like, they originally wanted him to be, um, they originally wanted to introduce him in a movie theater watching Moby Dick and laughing, like, hysterically at it. And... Yeah, yeah. And, you know,
1: laughing so much, he's causing other people to leave. Yeah, exactly. And the only reason, the only reason that they, um, that they didn't use that is, um, you know, like Moby Dick uh, was a film starring Gregory Peck, who held, he, like he held part of the rights to the movie. Yeah. And when they reached out to him and said, "You know, can we can we use parts of the movie in this scene?" He said, "No, not because he thought it was a bad idea, but because he thought his performance in that movie wasn't good, and he didn't want people to see it." What a
0: wackadoo! That's so funny. Like
1: I have never, I have never seen a bad performance by Gregory Peck in anything ever. So me thinks he's wrong, but me thinks also we dicks. So I. I can understand why they had so many issues with, with the script in the beginning, because the book yeah. has so many like bullshit side plots that add nothing to the story. Yeah. Um, like there's, a, like, there's a whole subplot with um, Hooper having an affair with Brody's wife, which causes all this like stupid tension um, between Brody and Hooper. And a lot like a lot of the tension that you see between hooper and quint in the movie comes through in the book between uh him and brody and it's just not like it's literally like you fuck my wife yeah did you fuck Ugh. my wife like it's such stupid like cliche interpersonal drama and it's like it has no place there at all and also there's a side plot where Mayor Vaughn is like desperate to keep the town open because he owes money to the mob. I don't know. like, And like he exits the book basically by coming over to Brody's house and saying, I have to leave town goodbye. And then he leaves. <laughs> it's just very strange. Um, oh God. But, like Spielberg said, when he read the book the first time, he was actually rooting for the shark because the characters were so unlikable. I mean, there <laughs> are times in this movie
0: where I'm like, like, you know, if the shark had come on to dry land and bitten the mayor's head off, I would have been like- I would have, I'll allow it. I was like, I would have been like, this is the greatest movie of all time.
1: Um. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I mean, it just, it like the book feels, the, the book feels messy to me, to be totally honest. Yeah. Like, we don't have enough of a, of a plot with like killer shark terrorizes beach community during peak summer season. We have to add all this like silly bullshit on top of it. It's just- it yeah no it it wasn't a bad book but like compared to the movie like I feel like the movie really took all of that and streamlined it. The movie is just so tight that it just works so really tight. really well. And the characters and the characters I think work better in in the movie too. Like I love the relationship between Brody and his wife. Ellen. Yeah. Um, I think they work really well together. Like they're not. I think they have like normal marital tension. Like nothing. Nothing that's going to cause like huge issues down the road. It's just like yeah. a couple stuff. Like, but there's they're definitely like a solid unit in the movie, whereas in the book they're kind of they're they're at they're at loggerheads in the book. Yeah, a lot. And I mean, they kind of change it. So like in the book, Brody was like the towny guy who grew up there, and then Ellen came in like with her parents. Yeah, uh, summer. So there's like this whole like kind of classist angle that they kind of play with, but like not really. Yeah, um, it could be in a different book, it could be interesting, but I don't feel like it's adding anything to this story. Gotcha. Like yeah. people are here to, like, I'm, I'm here to read Bob Giant Shark and I don't, I, I don't, I don't need like extramarital fair drama. Yeah.
0: It feels like he like had this story about the, he had this like story he wanted to tell about the shark. And then he was like, mm-hmm. well, wait, I need to like beef up like the human yeah.
1: element. <clears throat> and then he did too much of it. And it's, and it's not a long book either. It's like 340 pages or something. Yeah, that's like. too, so, much. So too much. Too much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was I was uh, annoyed more often than not with the characters in the book. And like I said, when, uh, when Hooper gets chomped in the book, like if it happened in the movie, I would have been sad. But in the book, I was like, that's probably
0: fine. Yay. Well, it's like Steven Spielberg being like, you know, rooting for the go shark sh- go shark um oh, yeah. yeah it's like what Perfect. we were saying it's like what we were saying when we were watching the movie shark's gonna shark
1: shark's gonna shark
0: um I mean we don't even have to say if we recommend this movie it's like a cl- it's a classic for a reason
1: yeah it's a it's an I, yeah I think we've been recommending the, this movie the whole time we've been talking
0: yeah like it's, it's so fun and it's it's tense but it's really funny and it's got a lot of um just really great scenes mm-hmm. that are really expertly. Yeah. I mean, Spielberg is like, you know, is so kind of, you know, he's, there's there's things in here that you can see him playing with again, you know, yeah. only a couple of years later, you know? And it yeah, goes absolutely. on to do so many, you know, obviously, you know, it's Steven Spielberg. He just goes on to do so many incredible things, but yeah. it, 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 it'd be really interesting to revisit, uh, to revisit like things like Jurassic Park after this to see like the the evolution of his style and like the way and also like the evolution of technology obviously um Mm -hmm. Mm because then they have actually dinosaurs that work but you have like so many interesting you know avenues to go down after this movie and Mm -hmm. um it's just it's so good it's so good like I just yeah I just I absolutely love it so I I, I recommend this movie
1: Yeah, I I can't imagine that there are people out there who haven't seen this movie, but if there are, if you're out there, rectify that immediately.
0: Yeah, do yourself a solid and and watch it.
1: It's so much fun. Yeah, Hooper throws on some scuba deer. Hooper throws on some scuba what? I didn't do anything! I thought you. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I had, I have the notes up on my screen, so I thought you were laughing. again. No, I was just smiling. Gotcha. I thought I. I sorry, I thought I heard you. I thought I. I heard mean, you I, was, I was.
0: Like, I mean, I was a little, but I wasn't like. Nah. Like I was more just like, aw. like that. It was more like that. Okay. Aw, blessed. Aw, bless. Oh, bless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the <I'm> worst. <laughs> yeah, I know, right Like, oh, Precious.
0: I'm patting her head
1: <laughs> yeah yeah great love that for me
0: love, love that for you
1: alright what the fuck was I talking about I was talking about Ben Gardner
0: Ben Gardner um oh ben. you were uh, right you um you, Hooper throws you got, you got, on yeah Hooper throws on some scuba yeah. gear
1: not the scuba deer that's that's something else that was why I laughed because you said scuba deer scuba deer uh that'll be the name of our first uh screenplay scuba deer deer it's gonna be great. It'll be okay. it'll be a Christmas thriller. It'll be a Christmas thriller about a killer shark battling Santa. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll pull it together. Now. That'll be that'll be. I mean, I I
0: think sci-fi would option that for sure. I think
1: we can make a lot of money, you and I.
0: We make up yeah. We make some bank.
1: Goubadour. I can't. Okay. I'm gonna pull it together now. It's gonna All be right. fine. Cooper <laughs> find some scuba gear. Yes.